0: Welcome to Life Church. We are an X242 community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. Okay. Um, so we're in a series at the moment called "Jesus Is," and last week Nick Nick spoke on. Anybody remember what Nick spoke on? Jesus is coming soon. Yes, Jesus is coming again. And it was a great preach. It's on the podcast if you want to listen to it again. Um, But I think for me, what what I took away from that is as a Christian, if I believe that Jesus is coming again, what am I doing? How am I changing the way I am each day, each week to tell other people about that? Because if he's coming, he could come now, he could come tomorrow, he can come next week. And does that change the way I do my Monday or my Tuesday? Because I don't want to get to heaven and suddenly think, I didn't tell that person about that, and now now they've gone, some, now they've gone to hell. And I don't want that to happen. So that was a challenge for me, that I would change the way that I do my days going forward now, that I'm more, I've got more of an urgency and I want to speak to people about what Jesus has done and that he is coming again. So this week, we have another Jesus Is, and it is Jesus Is Kind. There it is. Um, Jesus Is Kind. He is kind, isn't he? And as Jesus followers, um, we, we, we can see that Jesus is kind, and we, we can read in the Bible, and there's some great verses already. The Bible is full of kind um, quotes and kind verses that, that, we can, um, that we can go to, isn't it? So we'll have a look at some of those. So we've got Matthew 11:29. Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And Ephesians 4:32. Be kind and helpful to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. We're encouraged to be kind. And in Micah, in the Old Testament, one of the minor prophets, Micah there, prophesying, he has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with our God. And so we're, we're, the Bible tells us to be kind, doesn't it? Here's an image of something we might see um, as we're as we're going through our our days there's a there's a a homeless person there seeking human kindness and we see this a lot don't we if we're in a town or a city we see people who who need some human kindness and our heart goes out to them again as christians we 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 can identify with that person and we want to show them kindness um and also there's, there's there's kindness in the Bible, but also there's kindness elsewhere. Kindness is quite trendy. If you Google kindness, there's all sorts of quotes that come through. So let's have a look at some of those here. Mother Teresa, let there be kindness in your face, in your eyes, in your smile, in the warmth of your greeting. Don't only give your care, but give your heart as well. Lots of famous people have stood up and made quotes about kindness because they realize that it touches something in people, doesn't it? It does something to, to go that extra mile with people. Here's Frederick Faber. And Frederick Faber was a, an author and a theologian in the 1800s. Um, and he said, kindness has converted more sinners than zeal, eloquence, or learning. And I think as a Christian, that's true. I think that kindness is so powerful as, as, we, as we do our lives, showing people that we're different and we, we can do that. And some more, more quotes here, loads and loads. We've got the Grinch. <laughs> to kindness and love the things we need most. There's Morgan Freeman, how do we change the world? One random act of kindness at a time. And these quotes are from a foundation called Random Act of Kindness. You might, you might have heard of that. And again, this is something you find on the internet. Um, and people say these quotes, don't we? Here's Abraham Joshua Neschel, who was a, a, a Jewish rabbi in America, had a lot to do with Martin, um, the sorry, get my quotes Martin Luther King. When I was young, I admired clever people. Now that I'm old, I admire kind people. And I think as I'm getting older, I'm seeing that more and more. I admire, you know, people have done some amazing things, invented some amazing things, but my heart goes out to people that are kind. And, and Albert Einstein, an ma- a ma- amazing man, lots of mathematical theories, the deals, the ideals which, I, which have highlighted my way. And time after time have given me new courage to face life carefully, have been kindness, beauty, and truth. A man incredibly, a genius we would call him, wouldn't we? Uh, and that's where he, he found uh, that, that word kindness to be, to be so important. Um, but today I've got three points and I just want to uh, go through some, some points that we see in the Bible to, to help us understand about Jesus being kind. And the first, uh, I've got an image here that sort of sums it up. I think when we hear a phrase like Jesus in kind, it could be Jesus is kind. We can we can say, yeah, when well, we know that. It's like a little Sunday school lesson. We can just put it to one side and say, yeah, Jesus is kind. So what? And so like this picture, this is like a small meal, isn't it? A very small bite of, to eat, and we can just... We could deal with that quite quickly, couldn't we? We would eat that very, very quickly and move on to the next course, perhaps. But I think this phrase, Jesus in kind, is much more like this image. And there we have it, an enormous English breakfast. And we know that that would take some time to go through, doesn't it? We know we would enjoy it, but we would also, it would take a long time, and maybe we'd be a bit full after the first couple of sausages. But we should look at Jesus' kind as this type of image, that this type of, this type of um, theology, it's, there's a lot to it. A, and we should we should we should think about that, and we should we should go over these things and, and remember that being kind and that Jesus is kind is so so important. so my first point is that kindness is a choice, and just a bit of context here Jesus is kind, but Jesus was kind, and so in the Bible we see lots of stories about how Jesus was kind, and the context was that it was a difficult place to live, wasn't it? In Jerusalem, in, in Israel, in those days, it, 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 there wasn't very comfortable living. We went to Gambia a, uh, a few years ago, and and that place is a difficult place to live. They don't have a national health service. The, the pharmacies aren't full of drugs and that sort of thing. When people get ill, they they sometimes die, and that's the reality. And we're very comfortable in our in our country, aren't we? In our society, and we we take for granted all the things that we have. But the, it would have been the same in Israel in those days. It would have been a very difficult place to live, and it was a dog eat dog world. Yeah, very much about survival, um, and so so there wouldn't have been very many kind people around in Jesus' day. Even the Pharisees, who were supposed to be the religious people, weren't particularly kind, and we see that in the Bible, don't we? The Pharisees were very much all about themselves and their own importance. And so someone like Jesus, being kind, would have stood out for people. Um, And I think that's true for us, isn't it? If we... um, in a a survival, uh, it it doesn't give much room for kindness. When we're in a survival mode, we we don't think about being kind. We're we're just focused on surviving. Um, It's interesting. I think uh, kindness is a choice, but also unkindness is a choice. And I'll come on to that later um, as we look at that. Uh, and, And I think with kindness as well, if you're too busy uh, you'll find out you, you don't have enough time to be kind. To be kind, you need to make space in your life. You need to, you need to, to have those gaps in your life. Don't fill your life with so much stuff and, and just, be, just be going off doing lots of other things. To be kind, we need to make space in our lives for that kindness. And, and, and Jesus' kind should be part of our language. If you've ever spent any time with Nick... Nick has a conversation with God most of the time, and he, he speaks things out loudly. And what, this is one of the phrases that you'll hear Nick say, Jesus is kind. When, usually, to, usually to do with food. <laughs> um, but if you spend any time with Nick, and it should be our, our we should speak that out, shouldn't we? Especially when we're in, in presence of people who don't believe in Jesus. We should say Jesus is kind, and they should, they should acknowledge that and understand um, how, how we speak, and, and that's part of us. Um, We've got this story in Matthew 8, uh, when Jesus heals a man with leprosy. And this is what I mean about kindness is a choice. When Jesus came down from the mountains, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man and said, I am willing. He said, be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. And then Jesus said to him, see what you don't tell anymore. See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So Jesus had a choice to, 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 to heal that, that man. Um, and, and also the, the man chose to ask for Jesus' kindness as well. And we should do that. As we pray, we should ask for Jesus' kindness, and he will do that. But, but it is a choice. Um, So my next point, kindness helps to reveal truth. And this is interesting. And it came to me when I was reading this story um, from John 4. And it's the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. And I'll just turn to it here. If you've got your Bibles, John 4 reads uh, a few of those verses. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples. Through John. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judah and went back once more to Galilee. Now, he had to go to a place called Samaria. So, he came to a town in Samaria called Sishar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? And his disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Jesus answered her, If you knew the, the gift of God and who that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the man said, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob, who gave us a well and drank down from it, as did also his sons and his flocks and herds? And Jesus answered, everyone who drinks the water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up in eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't give, get thirsty and have to keep coming back to, the, to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. And Jesus said to her, You're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have five husbands. And the man you now have is not your husband. What, have, what you have just said is quite true. And what Jesus has, has done there is he's found out more about this woman by being kind to her. And, and, and I think that's really... There was miraculous happening here. Because, he, you know, this was Jesus, and he, could, he knew other things about people. But my experience of being kind is that, actually, when you're kind to someone, you do find out more about them, and you can help them. Yeah. Um, when we go out with the vine on the streets and, and help in the rough sleepers, when we spend time with them and we get down on their level and we talk to them, they can tell us things that we can help them with. When we just pass by people in the street and they're like that, or we can just give them a maybe a bit of cash, you're not engaging with a conversation and you're not seeing where the problems are and what they need. And so we can then point them in the direction of, of things that they need. Maybe we can put, get, put them to shelter or rehabilitation or something like that. And so 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 kindness is is really good for this kind of thing. If you if you 've ever had a row if you 're married or maybe a row with anybody else, if you decide to treat that situation with kindness, generally you 'll get to the root of the problem and you can talk about it and you can un- uncover things that, that you need to deal with if you choose not to be kind and choose to be unkind and usually it goes all down the drain doesn 't it It all goes wrong and you don 't actually deal with anything so this this point is really i think is is, is really really key uh, is, is that kindness um, helps to reveal truth and we should that should be part of what we do and part of the decision why we would be kind is so that we can actually start to understand a bit more about the situation or or the person or, or or how we can help them and help ourselves um so much uh, and that's the Holy Spirit, isn't it? The Holy Spirit in us. Well, when we make that decision to be kind, is is working, and He's opening our our eyes, and He's 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 given us that spiritual side of things so that we can we can do that. And something um, which I which I found, which was quite interesting, is is about types of kindness, and and in this. In this context, maybe even fake kindness. You might have heard of C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis wrote Lion, Witch, the Wardrobe. We, we've heard of that book. But also C.S. Lewis wrote lots of other, other books as well, which are really, really good. And he wrote a book called Screwtape Letters. It's actually, a, of, of, a, again, a, a C.S. Lewis kind of fiction. Um, and if you, if you can get a copy of it, I really recommend you, you read it. But the Screw Tape Letters concept is that it comes from a devil, and uh, and the devil is is tempting a Christian, a, a, a normal man, uh, to do things uh, to take him away from loving Jesus. Um, so it's it's a it's quite a strange concept for a Christian to read a book about devils, um, but actually it's really helpful because the way C.S. Lewis describes it, you get to see. Uh, where, where, where the devils are trying to work. Uh, and there's a, there's a bit in, in the book about kindness. Um, in those days, they used a word called benevolence, which is another word for kindness. Maybe we should use words like benevolence. Um, and just read this. It, it won't take long. Screw tape, letters, uh, screw tape describes one trap that jumped out at me as one that's so easy to fall into. Um, so the the book describes traps that we can fall into as as people this is a quote from the book remember that the whole quote is from the demon's point of view do what you will there is nothing sorry do what you will there is going to be some benevolence there is going to be some kindness as well as some malice in your patient's soul. So the patient is us. The great thing is to direct his malice to his immediate neighbors, whom he meets every day, and to thrust his benevolence out to a remote circumference to people he does not know. The malice thus becomes wholly real and the benevolence largely imaginary. So what the devil's trying to do is is to put malice in our hearts for our immediate neighbors, um, but to, to, make it, to, to, to convince us that being kind should go out to, to people that we don't see so often. Think of your man as a series of concentric circles, his will being the innermost, his intellect coming next, and finally his fantasy. You must keep on shoving all the virtues outward till they are finally located in the circle of his fantasy and the desirable qualities inward into the will. And that's from page 28 of the Screwtick Letters. So, so that's interesting, isn't it? We, when we're kind sometimes, we'll give to a charity. We don't ever see those people. We, we, we kind of use our kindness up on that. Whereas actually, our neighbors are the people that we should be being kind to. But the devil doesn't want us to do that. The devil wants us to just treat it and, and, and put it far away. But our neighbours are the are the key ones. They are the people that we live around, the people at work, the people um, that we see every single day, and 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 so it's really important that we focus on that because the devils are, c- are cunning, aren't they? And you see this, um, uh, you know, throughout the Bible, they're trying to trick us um, into this sort of uh, way of doing things. But if we can if we can overcome that and look out for our neighbours, it's it is really really. Uh, it's a really good way of being kind. So my last point brings it to a close, and that kindness never comes to an end, which is a great, great thing. You know there's people who come to this church who, who can't move very much and can't do very much, but they're so kind, and so many things that they can do um, is it, it's so. Uh, It's so lovely to see when we see uh, people being kind. Um, I wanted to talk to you about being unkind. And as I said at the beginning, being unkind is a choice as well. Um, And just a story from my life when I went through uh, a time when I was being quite unkind. Um, So I'm going to be a bit vulnerable with you. So strap yourselves in. You know what it's like when Jez is vulnerable. So here we go. It's it's all going to be good. Um, (laughs) <laughs> thank you Des um, yeah so uh, looking back and th- this is something we can do we can look back at times when we've been unkind and we can learn from that and, and point, point ourselves away from that, those times um, I'd just got married so it should have been a time when, when I was really happy and I was the kindest I ever could be but in fact I'd taken on too much and I'd, I'd, I'd made a few decisions that weren't good um, and I'd, I'd got too much going on in my life and that's what I said earlier about making space in our lives to be kind and I think when we find that we tram all this stuff into our lives, unkindness is quite easy to do but kindness isn't and uh, so I'd got married to Laura um, we had uh, kids from other relationships and uh, we, that, we didn't really realise how difficult that would be to blend that family together. So that was difficult. I'd started a new business. It was in 2008, and if you remember, that was the big crash, and so the business was really, really struggling. Um, I also, uh, just as we would got married, um, we'd worked out our finances, and as a couple, we discovered I had quite a lot of debt. Uh, And that was a surprise for Laura, and so I reacted to that. In a difficult way, uh, so I wasn't in a good place. I was using pornography as well, um, probably drinking heavily. So I was in a, I was in a bad place, and so maybe I shouldn't have got married. But but we made that decision. But what it meant was that I was unkind to Laura and I was unkind to my kids, and and that's how it came out. That's that's how it it, it came out. Now the. The great thing about this is that we were in a really good church and we were alongside people who could help us with this. And, and, so, and so what I want to do is to give you some encouragement that there is help available. If, you, if you're unkind and you're in a place uh, where, where that is coming out of you, then there are people around who will look after you. But it's about being honest with people. It's about being open and putting your hand up and saying, I need some help. And that's what I did, and that's what we did as a couple, because it was a really, really difficult thing. And it, in fact, we actually got to a place where we really didn't want to be married anymore. Laura actually bought the divorce papers for us to, uh, to, to sign and fill in. And it was a really sad time. And it took it out on my kids, and, I'm, and my kids were little, and, and they, they probably still remember those, those things that went on. But the truth is that Jesus was there, and, and that that friends at church were there and, and got around us and helped us through that. And now we've got a great marriage. And I can look back on those things and just say that that wasn't a good way to live. That wasn't a good place to be. And mainly because I took too much stuff on and, and, and didn't have the space there to, to think about what was going on, to draw close to my God and to, to be a man of God that he wanted me to be. So the truth is that kindness never comes to an end. And we've got that verse there in Colossians. Nick spoke about this. Clothe yourselves. Put on this stuff. We have to make a decision every day to be kind, don't we? Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. It's easy to be unkind. It's more difficult to be kind. But we need to get up every morning and, and get, that, get those clothes on. And I think this, this verse in in 1 Corinthians 13, really sums up uh, where kindness is and why, why it's so important. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but I do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Thank you, Jesus. You love us so much, and you're so kind to us. Thank you that we can learn these things from your word. I pray that we go away with these things in our heart. I pray that we decide to be kind, but in the right ways and to the right people. Thank you for this time together, Lord, and just, you are so kind. You're so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchority.com